My oh my, said the chicken to the fly. We are back with episode 25 of the Dylan Krasinski Show. Guys, we are here. We did it. 25 episodes. What an accomplishment. You know, is it? I think so. I'm good with it. I'm a little wired right now because I just took a ice cold shower, not because uh, I'm practicing the Win Hoff method and I'm motivating myself to be a better person, uh, but because for the last four days, my apartment has been without cold, uh, without hot water, ice cold showers we're talking about, baby. Let me tell you. <clears throat> they're the worst. They're not good. They are, uh, they're not fun. You know, it's, you feel good after. I feel very wired. I feel very awake right now, very fresh. But that, that moment when you are in a, 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 an ice cold shower and you're ready to jump in and you just stand there, it's almost like this paralysis that enters your body that you, you can't step into the ice cold. And as soon as you step into the ice cold, you have about 10 seconds of immediate regret and then slowly but surely it, it it kind of rushes over you and you get used to it and you know it gets better i that's not the point i'm taking these showers because our goddamn landlord will not return my calls i thought it was just maybe our apartment that didn't have uh hot water but i heard neighbors over over the uh, overheard them talking yesterday in the hallway about how they didn't have hot water either. So I keep calling this guy and I'm like, hello, Yoli, give me a call back. We got no hot water. It's a problem. It's now four days, five days in a row that we're taking cold showers. You know what? I've heard that some of the best entrepreneurs do it. So maybe that's me now. This is my, this is, this is my challenge. This is my, what is it called? I feel like I lose my words here. It is, uh, this is my hardship. This is my hardship. Those are the only people now, I, I guess, who take cold showers are the uh, extremely wealthy entrepreneurs and um, uh, the middle and lower class who lose their hot water. Uh, <laughs> that's it. And they're doing it for very different reasons, which is, you know, sad. Uh, but we are here, episode 25, welcome to the show, out every single Monday on Spotify and iTunes. I'm looking out the window as uh, there's a cat sitting on the fence post in my backyard, and uh, it looks like it's watching me. Do I believe Harry Potter is real? Potentially. Uh, if so, is that Professor McGonagall just watching me through the window? I have to imagine. It crosses my mind. Uh, there's also a guy walking out of his apartment that just made eye contact with me while I'm sitting here uh, doing this podcast. So, you know, we're off to a good start. A real hot, hot go of it for episode 25. But thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time, uh, you know, this is episode 25. I feel like we're starting to get the, the hang of things. We're starting to get a roll of it. We're starting to figure it out. Uh, if you've been here for all the episodes, uh, you know what? Thank you for doing that as well. I uh, Maybe you can see the development. Maybe you can tell. It's like, but maybe not. You know, when someone like, when you're with someone nonstop and they lose weight over a period of time, you can't really tell they're losing weight until all of a sudden it's all gone at the end. It's That's what I feel like this is. If you're listening every week, you might be like, hmm, it's still not getting better. But if you were to listen to the first episode and then the 25th episode, I think it's clear that it is getting better. I think I have faith that, you know what, 
we're doing it guys we are doing it um what was i talking about right before i lost track oh the episodes out every monday uh spotify and itunes clips on tiktok at the dylan krasinski uh tiktok and instagram and uh youtube if you're listening to this uh give me give me a little give me a little subscription on youtube uh I'd like to get that up a little bit. We got like 28 people, which is a lot. That's a lot of people. Uh, It doesn't sound like a lot when you compare it to a million, but 28 people, that's, you know, that's a nice little thing. That's a nice little thing we got going there. So I appreciate every single one of you. And we're here. We are here. Um, Yeah, it's this whole cold shower situation. It it is the first, not even the first, but it's a, I like this place that I'm living. I'm into it, but it definitely, um, I've only been here a month, and this is like the second problem. If you listened a couple weeks ago, you know that we had the situation with the fire alarms. Uh, there were no fire or smoke detectors in the apartment at all. It took a couple days, but they came and did it. Um, and now we got no hot water. So you might be thinking, Dylan, why didn't you call earlier? Why did you wait for two days, three days without hot water before you called your landlord in the first place? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because... Uh, you know what? When it rains, it pours. The gas got shut off. Uh, I just moved in, right, this month. And apparently in New York, they give you like a week or two to like set up your new account. Otherwise, they turn off the gas, which is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so I move into this new apartment. My roommate's like, hey, can you uh, put the gas in your name? I was like, sure, no problem. Dude, I thought I had a little bit of time. I've always had, you know, living in Massachusetts, they give you like a long, they give you like at least a month, sometimes two months, and then you put it in your name. And they're like, oh, here it is. So all of a sudden, we wake up a couple days ago, and my roommate goes to cook something, no gas, no gas, just no flame on the stove, whatever. So I call them, I set it up, and I'm like, hey, can you guys turn it back on? And they're like, sure. Uh, this is on like the last day of August, August 29th, maybe. And they're like, yeah, the earliest we can be there is September 8th. And I was like, are you fucking, are you kidding? Are you kidding? nine days, nine days. It's gonna, they're like, we're very busy. Uh, you know what I found out though? If you tell them you smell gas, they're there within an hour. So I heard my neighbors talking about how they smelled gas. So I was like, Oh, you guys were here fiddling with the gas this morning because I just heard my neighbor talk about how, uh, they, they smell gas in the, in the hallway. And they were like, Oh, I was like, I really hope you guys didn't fuck something up. I said that to her on the phone. I go, I hope you didn't mess something up and, and and it kills us all in this building. That would be really bad for you guys. I'll tell you what, they had a team here in an hour. Oh, all of a sudden, you can't get someone here for nine days, but they had a team here in an hour to check the gas. You know what pissed me off? They literally standing by. So they came, and I swear, like, they were talking about how they smelled gas. So I put it together in my head. I was like, well, you know what? We're going to have them come checking out. So the guy's there, and I was like, hey, man, since you're right there, do you think you could just hit the switch or whatever you do to turn the gas on? He goes, no, no, can't do that. I was like, you piece of shit. And he's like, maybe if you give me $100, I will. And I was like, you piece, I, you, oh, man, yeah, bri- you want a bribe. That's what you want. He was like, yeah, yeah, give me a bribe. Give me a bribe. Uh, and I'll turn your gas on for you. And he's like, this is my name. I work for National Grid, and we take bribes. We're pieces of shit who take bribes. That's all alleged. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. He did not offer me a bribe. But you know what? That's what I have to say. National Grid, pieces of shit. 
if you uh, if there was another option, I would go with them. If you didn't need to have gas, I would go with them. So long story short, that's why I feel like also there was no problem with the gas. They you know corrected whatever mistake they made. Um, so when like two days later we had no hot water, I was like, oh, this must be a gas issue. This must be a gas a gas gash issue a gas issue uh so like i didn't think too much about it i was like okay well the gas is getting turned on in like you know a couple days so i guess we just have to live with this um but then i heard my neighbors in the hallway talking about it and they were like yeah we don't have any hot water so i start calling my landlord and i'm like hey man we got no hot water in the whole building i don't know what you guys did or what you're doing but you got to come and fix it please get in here uh, I have not heard anything back. So I got a call right after this and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're probably going to just say it had to do something, had something to do with like that hurricane that came through that like left the city in shambles. I don't understand. This will be, once this comes out this, uh, on Monday, it'll be, you know, this happened a week ago at this point. So old news. Uh, but it's crazy cause the, the, there's been flooding in the city a lot this year. Like, I've seen videos before I was even back living here of the subway just flooding like crazy. I mean, what a disgusting place when you see rats just, like, swimming. You have people that are wading through, like, three feet of water to get to their subway so that they can go home to a, you know, 500 square feet of a, of a you know, studio apartment to share with someone so they can go to bed and then wake up to go to their job into the city so that they can then afford to live in this $4,000 a month studio apartment. It's crazy. It's not meant, the, New York is not meant for people to live here. <laughs> it's a horrible place. But, you know, it's, you know, the center of like culture and the arts and food and whatever you want to, however people rationalize it, it's mental illness, I think. I think that when you, people who are like, I love the city, it, no, it's, it's uh, Stockholm syndrome, I think. If you're sitting here and you're like, oh my God, I love the city so much, I think you're just comfortable with the abuse that's constantly thrown at you. So you have all these very like, like we're meant to live in the woods, baby, right? Get into the woods, live with nature, live in, uh, uh, you know, live with the land. This is not the way to do it, but you know what? I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. Um, but it is a crazy thing when you have all of these things that are just like constantly fucking wave after wave of hitting you. And then they're like, oh, by the way, uh, it's going to it's going to all the subways are going to flood like crazy. So uh, don't take the subway home. And uh, yeah, it was great. It, it was uh, it was wild, like seeing the videos and everything. I was out. I was out and I decided to come home, thankfully. Otherwise, I would have gotten stuck in the city. Like I wouldn't be able to make it all the way to Brooklyn because everything shut down. You had like three feet of water in the city. Also, get, dude, can you imagine the amount of filth in that New York City subway water? It's like black. It's like black. It's just like all the – all like not only like the the dirt – and like the rats and the mice and like the animals that are in there, but like all the garbage and then all like the like drug paraphernalia and just like toxic material. Ugh. It almost makes me want to throw up thinking about it because it is vile, absolutely vile. But you know what, guys, things are all things are going good because things are turning around. 
The gas is getting turned back on. Hopefully my landlord's going to answer my calls. And last night when I came home, someone threw a coffee table out right in front of my in front of my apartment. So we don't have a coffee table. So I brought it inside, cleaned it up. So now I got a coffee table. Okay, that's a win. That's a, a win for the week, I think. So so that's where we are. We are, uh, you know, I think we're at this point where things are going up. Things are getting positive and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I keep I keep doing my daily affirmations uh, and saying it into the mirror and believing. That's what you got to do. You got to say your affirmations and believe them. What's the one that I keep saying that I saw on TikTok and, you know, I fall for scams. I fall for scams. People are like, oh my God, I said this affirmation in five days and now my life has changed. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll say it into the mirror for five days. I mean, it's like saying Beetlejuice into the mirror. Like, is something going to happen? I don't know, but I'll try it. I'll try it anyway. What is it? Those, uh, um, now I forget what the fucking thing is. It's, uh, uh, affirmations. I forget what it is now. Damn it. I've been saying it every day. <laughs> Clearly it's uh it's meaningful to me as I'm forgetting it on the spot. Those that that is what's meant for me will come to me. All that is not will pass. Some shit like that. I'm sure I'll remember it in like five minutes, but yeah, you know, is it is it gonna affect my life? Probably not, since I can't even remember it now. Um uh but yeah, yeah, where are we? I just lost my train of thought. But hey, we're doing it, guys. Um, what else is going on? I saw, uh, I want to talk about this. So I saw this, uh, I saw a news, like this story about this woman who, um, <clears throat> her husband, her husband started working out after years of marriage. He started working out and he started, uh, you know, using protein powder. And the news article was, uh, that this woman got arrested for slowly poisoning her husband with arsenic. And the way she was doing it is that she was putting it little amounts like into his protein powder. So he started working out after like years of their marriage, decided to get into shape. Then he's just started shedding pounds, just like losing so much weight. He's getting compliments. People are like, oh my God, you look so good. Oh, we can't believe it. He lost like 40 pounds in like a month and a half, two months, which is crazy. And he's like, wow, I'm really, I'm really doing it. Then he starts losing too much weight. He starts like literally the way the story is. He's like, he doesn't understand why. So he goes to the doctor and like, we don't understand, you know, it, why you're losing so much weight. He's explaining his diet. He's like, mm, I'm pretty athletic. They're like, no, that's not it at all. You're, you know, come on. What? what? I'm looking at you. You're not athletic. Um, so anyway, uh, turns out they found arsenic in his like, system they did like a tox screen or whatever all these tests arsenic in his system they found out that his wife was slowly adding arsenic into his protein powder which my question is he survived and he lived i i don't remember what happened to the wife i'm sure she's in jail but my question is in small doses is arsenic a good can you use arsenic for weight loss? Is in small doses, is arsenic a good weight loss supplement? That is my question. Does it cause permanent damage? Because if not, did this 
woman who is maybe in jail at this point? Did she actually just find the cure for obesity? I mean, why not? Why not? If all of a sudden, like, he has no permanent side effects, if that's the thing, there was, like, no permanent damage and just, like, he had to, like, go on to medication after, like, two months of, like, arsenic where he lost 50 pounds and now he's, like, you know, 7% body fat because he was just, like, sampling arsenic for, you know, 90 days. I mean, I think a lot of people would want to do that. I So that is my thing. Also, I don't understand that, like, why uh what 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 is the psychological uh like like why did she decide it seems like she decided to kill her husband like once he was starting to get his life together like he was just starting to work out he was like i'm gonna change my life for the better and she was like how dare you we're both losers and we're fucking staying there you try to make your life better i will kill you slowly with arsenic i mean like that's the i don't understand that where you know I feel like the 20 years of like sedentary lifestyle and being like, oh, my husband's so lazy. He won't get off the couch. That maybe would be an excuse for her to start putting arsenic in his mac and cheese. I don't know. But it was like as soon as he got his life together and was like, you know what? You know what, Carol? I got to make a difference. I got to change my life. I'm going to start going to the gym. She was like, the hell you're not. And just started fucking coming up with a plan. Um, you know what? I think she might be a hero though, because, you know, people talk about all these, you know, weight loss heroes, Oprah and others, but you know what, you know, who's the real hero is this woman who found that arsenic, a dangerous chemical actually could save your life. So that is, uh, I saw that and I was like, yeah, okay. Very interesting stuff. Also, where do you even get arsenic? I don't even know. I feel like if you just Googled where to find arsenic, you're immediately put on an FBI watch list, right? I don't even know. Isn't that what's in? No, those are apple seeds. Cyanide. Isn't isn't cyanide in apple seeds? Like if you were eat. Remember that's what that's what you used to say if you like swallowed an apple seed accidentally or whatever. They'd be like, oh, you can't can't eat too many of them. Uh, you know, you cyanide in, in apple seeds turns out you have to eat like literally like a million apple seeds to just get like enough cyanide to even affect you i don't know if that's right but same way with like poppy seeds they're like oh don't be eating a poppy seed bagel otherwise you're gonna <laughs> pop on a marijuana test and it's like okay dude it's actually poppy so man you know what they say if you smoke weed just eat a lot of poppy seed bagels then you could always use it as an excuse of why you're testing positive for marijuana what a stupid thing i do uh i do appreciate the confidence i of someone who walked into an office who was like hey um so gary we're really sorry to do this but we've gotten some complaints that you know you're maybe smoking weed ah they say you always smell like like a basement and Cheetos. So you take suspicious lunch breaks, smoke breaks, and then and then you come back with with El Fuego Takis, and you seem very unfocused in the afternoon. So I'm sorry, we are gonna have to do do a marijuana test. Fast forward, they're like, Gary, you tested positive for marijuana. Ah, I don't know what to tell you, but we're gonna have to let you go. Unless you have some explanation for all of this, 
And then confidently, Gary's like, well, I do eat exclusively poppy seed bagels. So as you know, the poppy seed does have trace amounts of opium and THC. So it could, you know, be an excuse for me testing positive for just like with pure confidence. He's like, oh, if you knew anything about science, you would know this is true. And they're like, oh my God, Gary, we are so sorry. We're so sorry. I can't believe that we would fuck something up like that. You know what? We're giving you a raise. I, wow. What a bunch of jerks we are to accuse you of that. And, uh, you know, that's, I do appreciate that confidence though. That's, that's the, the confidence and that's what life is about. Walking through with confidence. Um, yeah. So what else do I want to talk about today? I saw Shang-Chi new Marvel movie. Um, guys, I got to tell you this Shang-Chi, if you're a Marvel fan, I was completely honest. I was a, a bit skeptical. I, I doubted Marvel for a second, which is always a mistake. But I was a bit I was a bit skeptical because it felt like there was not a lot of there wasn't a lot of publicity or like hype around the movie going in. Like it felt like they were they were putting it out, but they weren't really. It, it's so much of the hype if you're a Marvel fan during the time when they're promoting Shang-Chi was about like the Spider-Man trailer. Is there going to be a Spider-Man trailer? Oh, let's talk about Loki and what's going on with Doctor Strange. Nobody was really talking about Shang-Chi. And I have to say, I saw the movie on opening night on Friday. It was great. It was great. That That's the only thing I could say. Maybe people don't like it. I haven't really looked at any reviews, so I don't know. I think it's one of the best first movies of like introduction movies for a marvel superhero in the entire mcu it's like you have iron man one captain america one guardians one and then like shang chi is right there because like thor ragnarok like the we're talking first movies that introduce a character it's better than ant-man as an introduction, it's better than Black Panther. I think it's very close, but it's it's really really good. It's better than Captain Marvel. It's like right there with like the first Iron Man and the first Captain America, and Guardians. Guardians one was just so good, but yeah, it's it's just like it's such a perfect combination of creating a character that also it's just independently a great character, but it's also kind of the dogs are barking next door independent character that can live in its own world, but also you can see how it's going to slowly be worked into the MCU. Like, you know how it's going to come together and it's super exciting. I, the fight scenes, best fight scenes, I think in any Marvel movie, because you're bringing in like superheroes, but also with like martial arts and Kung Fu and so, so good. Like the fight scenes were unreal unreal i loved it i loved it i want to see it again it also has kind of like a little bit of a kind of a like a a vibe of at one point there's like this like yeah it's like kind of like magic but also it feels like like treasure hunting a little bit at one point if you, once you see it you'll kind of understand what i'm saying but uh yeah i loved it go see it definitely i think going in did not receive a lot of hype. I was going in with lower expectations, you know, compared to like 
you know, black, uh, what was the last hyped? I mean, when I went into like Infinity War and Endgame and Spider-Man, the Far From Home, like I was, these are going to be great. Black Widow, I was hoping would be really good, but I was like, well, let's see. I loved it. And then, yeah, Shang-Chi was awesome. Awesome. Uh, so definitely go see it if you're a Marvel fan. I definitely highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. It is funny too. It is funny. That's that's one thing I, I heard someone, I think it was Seth Rogen, some like celebrity who makes a lot of comedies uh, said, they were like, yeah, now when we sit down to write comedies, we are aware that we do comedies, but also like, so does Marvel. Like Marvel movies, you can call them superhero movies, but like the amount of humor that they put in those scripts, they are like comedies at some point, you know? So they're competing. Like these guys, like Adam Sandler and his whole crew and, you know, Seth Rogen and his whole crew. If you said like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, their crews, it's like, those are smaller budget comedy movies. And now they're competing with like Marvel and like superheroes, which is almost like a cheat code, right? It's like when I can, it's the same thing as when like uh, actors and non-comedians give speeches and in their speeches, they have these jokes that just crush, just murder. And it's like, that's such a dumb joke, but people are like fucking eating it up. It's because they're not expecting comedy and they're not expecting humor. So anything that someone says is going to murder. It's a, it's a cheat code. So when you go in and it's like, oh, this superhero is not supposed to be funny and look, he's funny, but it was very good. I really liked it. I definitely recommend it. All right. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about. So basketball, I mean, okay. So I, it's been a couple weeks since I talked basketball. Basketball hasn't been happening. The Lakers this offseason have been making insane moves. Insane moves. It's almost silly the amount of people that they're like older stars, former stars, past their prime that they're bringing to this team. Now, will it work? I don't know. The thing about age is, you know, once a player gets older, their bodies break down a little bit. They're they're way more injury prone. We'll see. If anyone can do it, it's LeBron. So this is one thing I've wanted to talk about for a little bit. So I looked this up. I was thinking about it. I hate this argument. People always say when they hate on LeBron and the LeBron-Jordan debate, they always say, oh, well, Jordan – played in a much more physical era of basketball in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. And LeBron James, oh, he's so soft. He would never be able to survive in Jordan's time, which I think both ways is a dumb argument. You can make the flip argument of like, oh, well, Jordan would never be able to play in this era because of the amount of foul calls that are amount of things that are fouls, he would foul out in the first quarter of every game. Do you understand how like silly that argument is? Like you don't think that these basketball players, professional athletes are going to adjust their game to the league that they're playing in? Absolutely. Absolutely. If Jordan was playing now, I mean, the hand check doesn't exist. He would score probably crazy amounts of points a game, right? But also, like, you know, the three is much better. So that's the thing. It's like, well, it's a lot of speculation. Oh, well, would Jordan be able to shoot the three as well? Could he be a better, if it demanded it, if the league required you to shoot the three, could he shoot the three like Steph Curry shoots the three and Dame Lillard shoots the three? Speculation. 
But we know if LeBron played in the 80s and 90s, the, the argument of, oh, he's so soft because, like, he's adjusted his game to a league who that will call penalties for stuff. So does he sell stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's – he's going to get the call, and that's how you win in this league, unfortunately, is you have to sell things. And he's the best at it. He's good at it. Like, if a ref – if someone's going to make a call where it's going to put you at the line, why wouldn't you do that? If you know you're going to get the call, why wouldn't you? And he's not – it's not, like, flopping. It's just how the league is painted now. Oh, you know, you could punch people in the face in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And nobody watched basketball. Nobody really cared about basketball. Now basketball is bigger than ever. It's close to being – it's not as big as football. But as an American sport, it's close. It's close. It definitely takes up way more of the year. Um, you'll have people, oh, I, I haven't watched basketball since since Larry Bird stopped playing. It's like, all right, dude, settle down. That was the best era of basketball. I think similar to SNL, people only, people think that the best time was when they were in this like formative period of time in their in their life. If they grew up with it, it's the best. But I do think that's, that's silly because I looked it up and listen, Jordan, Michael Jordan, was six foot six, 213 pounds. And was able to dominate in an extremely physical league. I would also say that Jordan's body type is more similar to like a Kevin Durant. He's very skinny. He's very slim, slender. LeBron James is 6'9", 250 pounds. And he's built like a linebacker. Are you telling me that LeBron James, if you put him in the 80s and 90s, would not absolutely physically dominate the game? You could say now that LeBron is almost held back by how soft the league is now and how 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 quickly something is a foul and how quickly something's called. You could honestly say that that disadvantages LeBron James. Because if he was put in the 80s and 90s, he would able he would be able to do things physically that nobody else could do. He's one of the strongest players probably in the history of the game. And he's one of the, the most athletic, fastest, and strongest players. Like nobody, there are people who are stronger than LeBron, but they're not faster than him. And there are people who are faster than him, but they're not stronger than him. He's the fastest, strongest athlete that we've ever seen. So you're telling me that's such a crazy argument to me is that, Oh, well, Jordan was able to dominate that league and it was so physical. So you take someone who's a better athlete, faster than Michael Jordan, stronger than Michael Jordan, and then three inches taller and almost 40, 40 pounds heavier, 40 pounds of muscle heavier, looks like a linebacker can jump higher run faster, you're telling me with a straight face that that person wouldn't be able to play in the 80s and 90s. That's ridiculous. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is a ridiculous thing. He would absolutely, LeBron would dominate, dominate in the 80s and 90s if he was allowed to play that way. Now, I think you can also make an argument that were Jordan to play in this league, where defenders are really, it's an offensive league. And defenders are not allowed to do 
what they were allowed to do in the 80s and 90s, would Jordan be even better than he was? There's an argument there. There's an I don't I think that potentially, but there's a bigger question mark of would Jordan be able to become a better free uh, three-point shooter? Because that's kind of what the league demands now. I don't know. The reason that like Steph Curry can compete with LeBron is because he's the best three-point shooter of all time. Would Michael Jordan be the best three-point shooter of all time? I don't know. Would he just be kind of like LeBron James, but smaller and not as not as talented? I mean, LeBron's a better passer. He's stronger. He's bigger. He's faster. He's a better facilitator. The IQ, I mean, LeBron has one of the best IQs in basketball. It's tough. I mean, listen, you guys know where I stand on this. I think LeBron is the GOAT, and we're going to see it. If he wins a fifth ring this year with this stacked-ass team, then it's only one more. If you go six six rings, if he gets two more rings before he retires, I mean, you have a legitimate, legitimate argument. I'm sure people will say, oh, look at all the times he lost in the finals. And it's like, well, you're an idiot because you're disadvantaging literally someone from making it further in the playoffs i mean you're i can't even talk to you at that point but all right uh where are we at 30 minutes 33 minutes guys this is episode 25 thank you for being here that's all we're gonna do today we'll be back next monday and every monday on spotify and itunes uh full video on youtube give it a subscribe on youtube leave me a positive review on apple Podcasts. clips every couple days i put out a few a week on tiktok and instagram at dylan krasinski Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. Good night.